Hello, fellow Rebel Capitalists. Hope you're well. New CPI data out, and it is higher than Wall Street expected. Let's go right over to an article from Zero Hedge and check this out. And at the end of this video, I'm going to share with you some secrets from my CSI detective work yesterday on M2, Treasuries, the CPI. I think you're really going to get a kick out of it. We're going to connect some dots for you on this video. But first, let's get over to Zero Hedge. Like we said, core CPI rises 32nd straight month. Headline inflation, hotter than expected. Year over year, driven by lagging shelter. Key talking points. The CPI increased month over month by 0.5%, the most in three months, which seems odd because if you guys watched my video yesterday, the most that we have had since July of 22 is 0.4. But that leads me to believe that maybe that that's why there was that discrepancy between my addition, 6.2-ish, and the actual number 6.5 because they made some revisions. We know that they revised December up from negative 0.1 to positive 0.1, but maybe they did that in one of those months like, what was it October, November, something like that, where they had a 0.4. I'll bet you they raised that to a 0.5. But moving on, so the expectation was 0.4%. And they got a 0.5%, or excuse me, let's see, expectation was 0.3%. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, they're, conf they're, they're mixing the core CPI and the headline numbers. So let me just go ahead and read this whole thing here. Uh, when I just scan it, <laughs> sometimes I lose quite a bit. So CPI increased 0.5% the most in three months versus 0.1% in the month prior. On a core basis, it was up 0.4% versus 0.3, which was the expectation. Both were in line with estimates on an annual basis. CPI increased 6.4%, but that is down year over year from 6.5%. So CPI headline year over year down by 0.1%, but it was higher than market expectations. Aside from the headline numbers, analysts and markets we're also looking at the so-called super core figure. Whoa, I didn't know we had a super core or a core minus housing. The bottom line here, housing contributed the most of the CPI increases or the, the housing contributed the most to the CPI increase that we saw month over month. That was nearly half the gain. Looks like food, gas, natural, ga uh, food, gasoline, and nat gas also boosted the monthly figure. They go over some charts they have three-month annualized core CPI that's trending down. As most of you know, year-over-year year is trending down. We got this call right on the Rebel Capitalist channel. About nine months ago, a year ago, I, I said I thought in twenty uh, the Q4, Q1, so Q4 2022, Q1 2023, we'd see disinflation. And at that time, remember, inflation was like 9.1, a little over 9%. And that's exactly what we have seen. So I get a lot of things wrong, but I definitely got that one right for sure. And we're continuing to see that. So then the question, like we said yesterday, becomes what happens month over month? And we're starting to see a gradual uptick. So does that mean that inflation is over? Or does that mean it's just getting started? And one key metric I would like to go over in really connecting some of these dots 
we see the what uh, shelter rent inflation. So rent's still going up substantially. But one key metric I'd like to go over with you is this decrease in M2 money supply. And we've talked a lot about this. Let's just look at the D. What am I looking at here? Oh, velocity. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I thought that. I thought that was M1. Like what? That chart doesn't look right. So if we look at M1, we see a, a, a big decrease from April 22 to call it December 22. And if you just look at M2, the reason that went down. Is, was because of M1. Obviously, M1 a component of M2. If you look at the other metrics in M2, aside from M1, those actually went up. And then going back to this detective work that I did yesterday, I was sitting here scratching my head saying, okay, well, if the amount of currency units in the real economy, especially if checking accounts, if that's going down, then that might not just be disinflationary. That might be deflationary. But then I did some digging. And what I found is let's just go over to this other fed well the fed's website and this is a breakdown of m1 and i sat here just scratching my head trying to figure this out i said what wait a minute here it consists of currency demand deposits and other liquid deposits which are basically savings accounts and a couple other things but mostly savings and the currency in circulation went up okay demand deposits up so what on earth is going on here? And then you look at these other factors in M2, up substantially, up substantially. So everything boils down to this one line item right here. Other liquid deposits, in other words, savings accounts, went from $13.7 trillion down to 12.4. So we had a decrease, call it of one point, I mean one point two five trillion approximately. That that is incredible that is staggering in eight or nine months so you would assume that if this was being spent then oh my gosh george the economy is crashing and we're gonna have this deflationary bust because people can't make ends meet therefore they're having to dip into their savings account but remember one man's spending is another man's income so if they're spending their savings that would show up in other people's savings or that would show up in the uh, demand deposits in checking. So, because remember, there's an aggregate total. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So the only other way that the savings could be just kind of going off into money heaven is if they pay down debt and, uh, 
from you guys probably know from watching my videos that that's definitely not the case because the amount of loans in the economy have been going up, not down. So if anything, they're taking on more debt, not less. So this is why it becomes a real head scratcher. But then I went over to a chart of the treasuries, who's buying treasuries. And you see that every single color is selling, not buying. So that would mean federal government accounts, foreign mutual funds, depository institutions, state, local governments, pension funds, insurance companies, US save everyone is selling. Well, if everyone is selling, then who the hell is buying? Turns out other, what is other? US retail investors. And then you look at reverse repo, which I had up here as well. Well, bottom line, reverse repo is up substantially. And therefore the conclusion that you come to is the average Joe is taking his savings and putting it right into treasuries and he's putting into money market funds because then the money market funds putting into reverse repo and reverse repo was up. I got on the whiteboard here, I think 1.6 trillion up to 2.2 during that time frame. So why is this inflationary, George? Who cares? Let's go over to this tweet from my good friend, Lynn Alden. And let's see if I can pull this up. And she just put this out like 28 minutes ago. And it's this little matrix meme thing. What What's really going to break, wait a minute. What's really going to bake your noodle later on is when rate hikes exacerbate inflation. So everyone sees this like, huh, how, how would that work? And this is how it might work, exactly what we're saying. I don't know if this is Lynn's point, but it, it plays into the topic of discussion. So I say, looks like savings going into T-bills, money market funds. So as the Fed rate hikes rates, then the people that have those T-bills and money market funds, i.e. savings, are making a higher return. And if they're making more interest, that's more demand, and that could add a tailwind to inflation. And then I conclude the very important disclaimer, although this is only one factor, it's likely significant. Remember, only one factor, we're talking about all of these cross currents that are very difficult to predict. But if you are in the disinflation camp, like I am, and I still am, I think this is something to consider on the aggregate demand side of the equation when we're just simply looking at supply demand and then trying to figure out how you know, that plays into or that will play into what we'll see throughout the rest of 2023 as far as the official CPI number, which of course, as we all know, understates the rate of inflation. And if you didn't follow exactly what I was going through, just kind of going down that quick rabbit hole and connecting some dots, don't you worry. I just did a whiteboard video on it. <laughs> and that's when you can see all the charts, the graphs, and me actually explaining it. And uh, it, it's, it's a fascinating phenomenon. I didn't realize that basically what I saw is a disinflationary element, meaning M1 or M2 going down, it is actually uh, an inflationary. Uh, I, maybe I shouldn't say development, but it's actually, it could be inflationary. Um, because the balance sheet of the average Joe isn't going down. It's just he's changed it from savings into an asset that is yielding far higher. I mean, I just saw on on CNBC that I think it's a six-month treasury is now yielding over 5%, which, I mean, still isn't keeping up with the rate of inflation. But my goodness gracious, it's a heck of a lot better than, than the 0% 
people were getting for a long, long time. So food for thought. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.